Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Razorback Nation, welcome to this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave us a review while you're listening on your Apple device. You can also catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and any popular podcast platform. You can also catch the Hog Talk daily, following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Discord, and our website, thehogpen.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Hog Talk. Yo, welcome everybody to episode number 29 of the Hog Talk Podcast. I'm your Friday host, Ty Hudson, from the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel, name pending. I might be switching that up pretty soon, so keep an eye out for that. To my imaginary right, as we like to say here on the HTP, Mr. Jacob Scott Davis, sir. How are you doing? Hey, Ty. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. Hmm. I'm doing well. Getting ready for these two uh, 0-3 or, or winless in the SEC football teams about to about to match up in Lexington, Kentucky. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, somebody's not going to finish in last place in the SEC, mm. so there's that. Yeah, I mean, maybe Vanderbilt, maybe Vanderbilt. We may finish ahead of Vanderbilt. How about that? There you go. At least, uh, you know, we were talking just a little bit ago before we started recording. Uh, Kentucky's on a three game. They're they're zero three in the SEC. Yep. They started out 2-0. and They had a close game against Toledo. And they ended up winning that one by 14, 38-24. And then they beat EMU, which I'm assuming is Eastern Michigan University, 38-17. to yep. So they look like, okay, well, they're going to enter SEC play undefeated. I can remember there's a little bit of hype around these guys. And I've been saying all offseason, I'm not seeing it. Just like with Mississippi State, I just was not seeing it. And... Um, at least I got two right. I also said A&M would be great this year. That <laughs> looks the complete opposite right now. But So Kentucky goes into Florida, loses that one. Actually, it was at home. They lose that one in a close game. Then they turn around. They go on the road to Mississippi State. Uh, they lose that one 28-13. Then they lose on the road to who I thought would be one of the worst teams in the SEC. And I guess they still are. We'll see if their season changes. But that's South Carolina. And that one, I watched some of that game. And I thought South Carolina was not – a full step ahead of Kentucky, but they certainly showed up that day and they won. They beat Kentucky at home 24 to seven. So here we are. Um, Arkansas still looking in the Chad Morris era, their first sec victory in his era of, of being the head coach here. I know fans are getting really tired of, uh, like, it just feels like we're so negative all the time and we're trying not to be, I, I still have this down. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. Let me ask you, Jacob, Right out the gate, I want you to tell me, is this Arkansas's first SEC win in the Chad Morris era? Do they get it done? And just how important do you think this game is? So I have a lot of people who have come up and talked to me this week thinking, you know, hey, does, how, does the Hogs, how do the Hogs do this weekend? They're going to win? And my reaction to them is I look at them a little bit, and then I say, it wouldn't surprise me if Arkansas wins this game by 14 points or if they get blown out by 28. 
That's just where I'm sticking at right now. I think Arkansas has the opportunity. They have the firepower on offense, like you mentioned earlier uh, to me in a text message or we were on the phone one. Arkansas is ranked 29th in total offensive production this season. Well, passing. Take a pat. Yeah, passing, passing offense, and, and they're rushing. Their their run game has been pretty good too. Yeah. As uh, before the off break, Rakeem Boyd was second in the SEC rushing the football. So obviously the offense is there. Things are progressing along, not how you like it, but at least they're they're moving the football. And maybe Kentucky, they do have a couple of defensive tackles that that are pretty good. I mean, they're I mean they're pretty big too. So Arkansas has an opportunity if they they can solidify the offensive line, get that get that ball rolling there, and and getting the ball out to your best two wide receivers, your running back, and Starkle not. Uh, not throwing any interceptions and no fumbles this week. Arkansas has a chance to win. And I'm going to say right now I, I did pick this game as a victory against Arkansas, and that was before the loss to San Jose State. Against but, Arkansas, or you, you got them? No, I I, I think I'm going to pick Arkansas in this one. I, one of these days I'm going to, dang it, I'm going to get it right. And I'm not going to pick them against anybody else in the next three or four weeks, but I'm going to pick them this week. And I think they get their first SEC victory under Chad Morris, and I hope I did not just curse the team. Well, you know, you'll certainly get blamed. Just like just like if you post a, a, a very popular picture on the Hog Talk Podcast Twitter profile, apparently you've copied that off of a message board somewhere. Uh, God forbid we use it when everybody else is using it before we do. And and so, yeah, we're going to we, – we're pretty used to being accused of things like that. Um I don't even have I don't even have a subscription to a message board, so <laughs> it, it, it it's it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> people people complain about that all the time, but I don't even have a subscription to anybody. I don't think any of I know I don't. And I don't think uh, Peck does either. Um, yeah, it was an interesting one, and uh, it's not the first time. That's like the second time we've no. been accused of that, and actually both yeah, we, times we were kind of late to the game on posting whatever it is that was popular that day. And we yeah. still got accused of taking it from somewhere. <laughs> it's like everybody oh, is no. taking it from somewhere. Get on the same level. Stop being yeah. a, stop being a D bag. Stop worrying about what you posted on a, on a board. But anyways, talking about the importance of the game. We know that it's important for Chad Morris, but how important is it for the year to get this win? It is mucho importante, meaning it is very important that Arkansas picks up a victory this weekend, <laughs> or you're just gonna you're gonna look two and ten and uh, right down the barrel, Ty. It's 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 not gonna look good if you yeah. if you lose this weekend, uh, no matter if it's a close loss or a blowout. I mean, you gotta win this weekend. No just moral victory. Show, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's time to get this train going and I, I heard a quote from Chad Morris he said from this day moving forward everything behind us is unacceptable this day moving forward I mean it, it's time to move forward with everything between the players the coaching staff uh, between between everything it's unacceptable what's been going on and we just came off a close loss to Texas A&M and yes I'm paraphrasing but he's saying it's it's time to buckle your chin straps and get to work and let's start winning ball games so I'm feeling like he's feeling the heat I'm assuming that's from his from his interview on Monday that he's feeling the heat and he knows it's time to win. I was I'm always curious about what, you know, 
when you have the kind of year unfold like we're having and and last year when they lost to Colorado State I think I tweeted out you're watching I think I said you're watching three and nine unfold before your eyes and of course they would wind up going two and ten and I kind of feel like that's what we've witnessed so far this year we're slowly watching two and ten three and nine unfold before your eyes and it's I mean what I said from the very from, from coming out of the Portland State game going into the Portland State game I said be along for the ride this year because don't get a, don't get too emotionally invested. I know that's hard for Razorback fans to swallow. They don't want to hear that. Like, of course they're emotionally invested. I mean, we bleed Razorback red. I get it. I get it. But um, it's, it's either going to be a really long disappointing roller coaster ride throughout Chad Morris's era, or he, he makes it interesting and you get some wins that you're not supposed to get. Maybe he does right the ship. I mean, I think I think we're all slightly maybe seeing that happen as a possibility. But yeah, I think th- there can't be a moral victory this weekend. I don't care. I don't care if it's a overtime loss or a, or a it took Kentucky to get a bad or to get a, a call in their favor to win the game. Whatever. I don't care. No moral victories. You, you need to win this one. This is your most winnable game that you have left on your schedule. Um, so having saying that, and you already you already touched on on where Arkansas is a passing offense. Um, is that a little surprising to you though? They're they average right now at 290 yards per game, top 30 passing offense. So I, I guess is that surprising to you, number one? And number two, are they gonna be able to open that up? Are they gonna be able to open up this passing game against the Kentucky secondary? Do you think they're gonna have any success yeah. through the through the air on these guys? So it's it's going to come up to whether Arkansas has success on the ground because the front seven for uh, for Kentucky is as good as anybody else's. Even though they're in, they're giving up 180 yards per game rushing, Arkansas's got to solidify the run game. If they can do that, it's going to open up obviously the the passing game. And I'm telling you, Nick Starkle, he's he's a good quarterback. He's a quality SEC quarterback. He serves well. <laughs> Even though he gave up five five interceptions, yeah, I think he, he it's live and die by the gun, man. And and I think he's gonna have a the game where if the running game's there, he's obviously gonna have the successes. He's got both of his wide receivers back for the first time since the what is the Ole Miss game. I think so. So he's got both both of his freshman wide receivers ready. I think Tyson Morris he could be in there and 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 be a producer. He did that against. Uh, Against Texas A&M, he's showing out, and you have C.J. O'Grady. You have the weapons out there. Uh, I'm not surprised that this offense is is what it's uh, is doing what it's doing right now. Passing offense. That's yeah. I was surprised it's, it's to see offense, that. Yeah. I was really surprised to see how good they've been uh, through the air. So Kentucky on defense last year, that was really their bread and butter, outside of arguably the best running back in college football in uh, Benny yeah, Snell. Benny Snell. That guy was a baller. Uh, they don't have that on offense this year. So going, running down their stats really quick. We'll start with Kentucky, then we'll obviously we'll compare that to Arkansas points per game. Now we have to remember you could definitely make the argument that they've played. I don't know. I guess you could say a little bit better schedule because they have played a top ten opponent in Florida. Arkansas's only played a And M as far as you know the the most difficult part yeah. of their schedule so far. But Kentucky at twenty three points per game. Uh, they give up 24 points a game, which is actually, at this point in time, I saw somewhere on Twitter, I, I can't verify that this is true, but that's actually around 13 more points allowed at this point in time a year ago per game. So they're giving up more 
assuming yeah. this random Kentucky fan is right. So, but internet's never wrong. Twitter's never wrong. Total yards, three hundred and seventy-seven yards on, uh, for, of offense for these guys, and on defense, yards allowed three ninety-five. So Arkansas points per game, they're right at about 29 points. Points allowed, they're at 28. Uh, total yards per game, they're at 431. Yards allowed, they're at 396. So they've got a bit of an advantage on offense. Again, it's difficult to compare at this point in time of the year when you know Arkansas hasn't exactly played someone to the level of Florida yet. They haven't played anyone yeah. like that yet on their schedule. So we're going to get a really good – I mean, this is going to be a good test, just like that Ole Miss game was, like the A and M game was. This is one of those games. It's a test. It's your, it's your, uh, it's your in conference opponent here from the East that, that you got to show up for. Um, defensively, this has to be a game. There can't be any excuses. You're starting to get guys back. In my opinion, this is an opportunity to show out. These guys are not good on offense. No, 20, not at all. 20, 23 points a game in this day and age is is not good at all, whether it's a power five or non-power five. What do you expect to see from the defense this weekend? Do you think they're going to show up? Do you think they finally take advantage? We know that Kentucky's got a situation at quarterback. They've got some injuries. We're going to see a wide receiver slash running back slash wide out playing at quarterback. So do you see this defense taking advantage? So back in 2006, Arkansas played – South Carolina on the road, uh, same kind of situation there. I mean, uh, where South Carolina was starting their best wide receiver at quarterback, it was Savelle Newton, and he didn't have a very good game. And they had to put in Blake Mitchell, who was their actual starting, or I think he was a backup quarterback at the time. He ended up getting the starting reins there. Okay. But because Arkansas had such a good rush defense that year, they were able to keep Savelle Newton from really attacking them offensively, whether it was through running the ball or passing the ball. So watch out for that. And then also Randall Cobb, he had a he had a couple of games there too uh, for Kentucky where where he ripped Arkansas to pieces. Those are uh, those are wide, it's a wider two guys that were wide receivers Arkansas faced before, and Arkansas ended up having success uh, where they were able to stop them. So. Arkansas's got a chance with Lynn Bowden, who hasn't played quarterback since he was in high school. He was a high school quarterback. If Arkansas can contain him from getting and beating them on the edges, they will be okay because he hasn't thrown the ball very much, Ty. And I think I think Arkansas could if if they're not going to have Sawyer Smith ready, who's only completed like I think twenty six passes in conference play. If he's not ready to go, there is no passing game. That means, hey, advantage Arkansas. The crazy thing is, is with Bowden, if they do have to move him down and play quarterback, yeah, he played it in high school. But, yeah. I mean, there's there's a difference between high school and college. I think we can all agree, especially in the SEC. Absolutely. He's their leading receiver. 30 catches, 348 yards. Um, so you're essentially taking away one of your better weapons, one of your, one of your better – Right. One of, one of your, your best weapons in your arsenal to go play quarterback in position he has – uh, a very limited experience with at this level. Um, again, like I said, no moral victories here, and you have an opportunity. I think this is a great chance for for Arkansas's defense to look good. 
because Kentucky, not only are they not a very good team, they're starting to, you know, that year, you know, the Stoops year last year, everyone, you know, after that season, I can remember people talking about why can't we have that kind of success. And it's like, yeah, but they're not going to be able to continue that. I mean, let's no. be real. Kentucky is a basketball school. Yeah. Um, that's hard to do, even in the SEC East. It's hard to do. It's hard to, to, to do that unless you're a Georgia or a Florida over there on that side of the conference. Yeah. So, yeah. You have a great opportunity to look good on defense. I still think they're like I'm with you. Their front seven, pretty good. Their defensive line, pretty good, no doubt. Um, right. They do give up, you know, they give up 224 yards a game, which is about 25 yards less through the air than Arkansas. And then on the ground, they give up 171 yards. Yep. To Arkansas's right. 144. So I think I think you have a shot here at actually at actually doing some damage on defense. And my question is. You know, can they – the thing I guess I would say that I would circle going into this week, can they get pressure and make – if let's say it is Bowden or whoever the quarterback is, can they make them uncomfortable and force them to turn the ball over? That's what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I want to see Arkansas's defense really stop the run because if they can stop the run, they're going to pad some stats this week, bro. Um, <laughs> because if they don't have a passing game, Arkansas is going to have an opportunity to keep their their uh, rushing stats pretty far down. Yeah, and they're, they're going to be able to gain uh, total defensive wise. So hey, it does make your defense look good. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah, and they haven't. They just haven't outright stopped anybody this year. No, and this this is your opportunity. And you know, I know some people are going to say, well, what about the Portland State game or you know whatever, but. Uh, I don't know that you call Kentucky a quality opponent, but I guess you can call them. You know, they are a Power Five SEC opponent. What an what an opportunity here to to maybe imagine if you get the win, and then maybe you can build off of it. I know they got a tough schedule from here on out. You still got Auburn and Alabama and LSU. You still got some tough matchups. I'm not saying you build off of this and turn around and beat those guys. That's not going to happen. But build some momentum to where you're at least competitive in those games. The line right now. Or the spread rather is is minus seven, so it's in favor of Kentucky to win this thing by seven points. Are you taking the spread? I am. I I think Arkansas will cover the spread in more. Okay. I think Arkansas, like I said earlier, I think they could win by fourteen. They well, can, they, but it, will they do it? I don't know. <laughs> I I think they have the talent to 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 win an SEC game this year. There's no doubt about that. They have the talent, and this has got to be that game. But the the guys on the sidelines, the staff, the coaching staff, yes. they got to be yes. on the same page with the players, and vice versa. We can't have any more of this confusion. We can't have any more of this poor clock management. We can't have this, you know, where where it doesn't seem like any of the coaches are on the same page. I'm getting tired of this. Well, we're going to go up in the booth. We're going to come down to the sidelines. Like, figure it out, man. We're, we're yeah. almost we're almost to the halfway point. You're still trying to figure out who your quarterback you're, is. You're two years into this with a, basically the same staff minus one defensive tackles coach. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. This should, this should have been figured out last year. Well, and I, I can understand with the with the mass exodus of – of the transfers, you know, the, yeah. the receivers yeah. and, and, and guys moving in and out and bringing in a couple of Juco guys. I can understand there being some lag, uh, you know, and you go back again to the Portland state first half. And I've talked about that a lot here. Um, but that was so dadgum telling just how discombobulated everybody was. And so I, 
I, I wasn't sure if that was a sign of things to come or if that was just first game jitters. I kind of chalked it up as maybe a little bit of both. But yeah. as the season has progressed, it's like, no, maybe there was that, you know, my gut instinct was right. And, and I think we can all agree that that's just not been uh, ideal. What happened there has been kind of spread out throughout the year. You get a win here. My God, we're going to be so much more confident moving forward. Like we're going to be so much more positive here on the Hawk Talk podcast. I swear Absolutely. we're not trying to be we're not trying to be negative for the sake of being negative. Just show us something to be. I want to, to see them win. Oh man, my have to party on Dixon if they get a win here. Look, hey, we'll party on the Hog Talk podcast if that if that's the case. Good, we might we might want to have everybody uh, call in and and uh, let's just celebrate. I mean, that's just part of it. Get it and, figured and out. And I just. Yeah, maybe we can run across the field. Wait, no, never mind. Never mind. We're not running to the boot. Sorry. Oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're, we're uh, not, we, don't, we don't have that opportunity this time. So. <laughs> so the line, the spread is uh, in favor of Kentucky, so it's minus seven, and, and over-unders at 53.5. Everybody knows, I'm sure, by now, but for those of you who don't, 6.30 p.m., I think it's going to be on SEC Network. It's going to be the coverage. Right. It's, it's supposed to be a little rainy. There's a chance of rain around uh, the high or the low 60s, high 50s. Kentucky is favored according to the to the uh, ESPN FPI or the Football Power Index. They're favored at eighty percent. I really think that's too high. Um, I know they use some sort of super genius ESPN sports analysis algorithm or whatever, but uh, I think eighty percent is just too high. But I don't know. Then again, I look at it. It's like, well, maybe nineteen, almost twenty percent is probably about what I would give Arkansas as far as my chances of winning. So maybe it's not that bad but i, no, I still no, think no. it ought to be like 60 40 i would say 60 40 in favor of kentucky would be my opinion but i think it's gonna be a good game i'm with i think i don't think arkansas covers the spread i think kentucky wins this one by probably 10 maybe 10 or 14 Ooh, i just again i i show me something more yeah. than just what we saw yeah. at a&m if we had more of a consistency of what happened with a&m throughout the rest of this season then I probably would be in favor of Arkansas to cover the spread or do more. Right. But, right. I can so, understand that. Yeah. Um, I think that's – I think we pretty much nailed it on this. Is there anything else we missed out on? How about Cam Curl and the defense? It, will Arkansas's defense get another touchdown? Ooh. This week. That's a hey. good question. Yeah, they were first in deep uh, fumble recoveries for a touchdown going into last week, and then they were second in the country, I think, with overall defensive touchdowns. Pretty good. So that is good. dang good. Even though they're giving up yards and a few points there, hey, the, the defense is doing their job to keep Arkansas in it. So Yeah. And I mean, keeping keeping uh MO going. San Jose State game is still just a head scratcher on defense. How that team could just almost without effort walk down the field on Arkansas and, and right. uh that's the only game where I'm really looking at going, what the hell yeah. is going on on defense? I mean, they have, right. throughout most of the year, they've been bend, don't break. I understand that because of the, the youth and the lack of overall talent that they have outside of someone named Sosa Aguim, Scooter Harrison, and Curl. Outside of those three, you've got a lot of questions on defense. Right. And so I think the result is – they finally have some guys that they can blitz, get pressure on the quarterback, make mistakes, turn the ball over, and scoop and score, and, and or score one way or another. And you see that they're they're trying to make up for what they don't have by – I mean, that's just Chavis's M.O. is blitzing the crap out of the offense. But it's just working out as far as takeaways and scoring on defense. I just wish 
they were a little less bend and break. <laughs> yeah. A little less break than they are bend or something. I, I Yeah. Just giving up I too agree. many easy easy drives. But then you look at the A&M game, they made some key plays and key stops and um they're they're slowly getting there on defense. I just um I don't know. I like to see them play a complete game. They have an opportunity this weekend against Kentucky. So, yeah, my official, I believe they lose this one. I'm not going to give it an exact score, but I, I think they lose by 10. So, okay. and you've, you've got them up 14. Is that right? I got them up 14. I will pick them. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know if they'll win by 14, but I'm going to pick them by 14. I'm going to okay. say Arkansas 28. And then Kentucky gets 14, and they get one in garbage time. Okay. I think Arkansas, I, I, they, if they don't have a passing game, I mean, Arkansas is going to get – I mean, they, they may get gas later on in the ballgame just because it's run after run after run after run. So we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Since you gave a score, I'll give a score. I'll say – I'll say 24-14 Kentucky. All right. 24-14. Although like Arkansas it. offensively has been pretty damn good, you know, throwing the ball, and, and, and they've been better comparatively to a year ago. I just think, I don't know, it's a home game. Like you said, they're doing this celebration for, um, for, Jared, for Lorenzen. Jared Lorenzen, and I guess they have a midnight madness. They've got a lot going on. So maybe there's a little bit of hype. It's a night game. So anything can happen. My God, I, I have no idea. I think one way or another they lose by 10. It may be higher scoring than that because of how bad Arkansas's defense is and – how unpredictable Arkansas's offense is, or it could be low scoring. Yeah. I don't know. What if they go to seven overtimes? Oh my God. Just because it's Jared Lorenzen night. <laughs> and I, there's no way, there is no way I'm doing a post game after that. that <laughs> oh my goodness. I, that would be, the, uh, that would speak for itself. It'd I'd be like 12 o'clock. <laughs> Imagine if they go through all that and they lose a seven. Oh Lord. That would be something. Watch it happen, Ty. Watch it happen. <laughs> Do we knock on wood for that, or are we kind of asking for that a little bit just for some entertainment? <laughs> Let's not do it. Let's not do it. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. I think that's going to do it. Coming up next episode will be episode 30. We'll celebrate <laughs> quietly together. So, on behalf of the Hawk Talk podcast, and of course, as always, we're powered by the Yellow Jacket Drive-In. I'm Ty Hudson, and Jacob, say goodbye to the people. Hey, thanks for downloading our podcast over 10,000 times. So keep subscribing, oh and keep reviewing. You've given us a five-star on, on iTunes and, and whatever whatever you're rating us on. Keep rating us and keep us keep us at the top, guys. We, we appreciate you. 10,000 total downloads. That's incredible. In short time. Holy cow. Yeah, in that amount of time, that's incredible. So thank you guys, of course, you, the, the listener, and for everyone who comes through to everything that we do, whether it's on the Hog Talk or whether it's with, with Fallen Peck and what he does with Sports and Culture Arkansas or Jacob, myself, whatever. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. You guys are the – as Jacob likes to say, you're, you're the backbone of what we do here, so we really do appreciate it. For the Hog Talk podcast, episode number 29, that's going to do it. Woo-pig. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says, the only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Yellow Jacket Drive-In is the hub of downtown Shutter in Arkansas. They are the home of the Hubcap Cheeseburgers. They will give you crinkle-cut french fries that will tease your palates. The tastiest shakes in the state at 100 North Rock Street in Shutter in Arkansas. They are family-owned, fast service, and the folks of the Yellow Jacket are ready to see you. Call in your order ahead at 870-942-2486. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.